0: Happy hump day, it's Wednesday. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. I am Jill Monroe, your host. I hope you are relaxed and happy and ready for another night of captivating conversation here on RSVP. You know that before we get into things, I have to remind you that you can always get in on the YouTube chat. The YouTube chat is always lit so, If you're into that, go check us out there. If you want to call in, if any of the topics are moving you and you want to leave us your feedback, give us a call 800-920-1580. 800-920-1580. You know, we love getting your commentary. And also... If you're about to step away, download the app. You can download the app and get the podcast version of all of the shows. You can also leave a message, you know, if you're shy and you don't want to call in for any of the hosts here on the station to catch up with us and, you know, get into some things. So let me give you the rundown for tonight's show. I thank you so much, VIPs, for locking in for another night. Tonight, we are going to get into... Usher's new video boyfriend, we know about the whole drama conversation scandal that surrounded Kiki when she went to Usher's show and what her boyfriend responded with. Well, Usher's video single seems to be a response to that. And we're going to talk about that, what Darius, Kiki's boyfriend, maybe ex. We'll see had to say about their current relationship and just kind of talk about the relationship dynamic. And is this going too far? Is it petty? We're going to get into that. We talked a little bit last night about Jamar Chase, the NFL player who was requesting a restraining order on a one night stand who he said has been harassing him. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about academics and his controversial comments on SZA. Drake had to step in. We're gonna get into sort of the commentary role and is it fair if you only go after one type of artist? We're gonna talk about that. Speaking of online commentary and harassment, we're gonna get into the $1.2 billion verdict of an online abuse case. We're gonna talk about that in hour two. We're also going to get into a little bit of celebrity divorce drama and the prenup if you sign a prenup and you don't like it is it okay to threaten to expose the person if you can't get the terms of the prenup adjusted we're going to talk about that and more all of those trending topics you know here on rsvp it's the show where we talk about entertainment sports lifestyle and culture all the headlines and trending topics of the day i also have a guest tonight a very special guest she is a media personality a former TMZ producer, and the head and CEO of Brown Girl Grinding. We're going to talk to Lauren LaRosa. And, of course, it's Wednesday. That means that we have our weekly contributor, Trent the Artist, Trent Jackson. He's going to weigh in on some topics with us. You know, he's our keep it real friend. And, of course, we'll have our to-be review in hour three with what film? God forgives. I don't. Listen, we're going to get into all of that and more. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Hey, it's Jill Monroe. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, you know we have to get you warmed up with a couple of conversation starters really quick. So I have to share with you that Steph Curry, he is executive producing a docuseries on the Howard University golf team. You know, Steph could... actually have a second career in golf this summer. He scored his first hole in one in a big tournament. He and clay Thomas Thompson. Why did I say Thomas clay Thompson lost in the, uh, to, what it was travis kelsey and his brother so you know it, it was an interesting competition but Steph has been stepping up as far as golf is concerned so he's executive producing this docu-series it's coming soon and he officially launched his bourbon line gentleman's cut so you can go check out the trailer for that on his instagram if you're interested in bourbon gentleman's cut it's he and his dad shows him in his creative process picking out the different flavors for this new line. Um, You know, he and his wife do well in that whole lifestyle homemaker space. So we know that Steph will knock it out the park. Now, we are ready to get into RSVP with Jill Monroe. And I want to introduce my guest to you. Her name is Lauren LaRosa. She is a former producer at TMZ currently a CEO and brown girl grinding give it up for that you know Um, a media personality she's out here doing amazing things and I am so thrilled for her to step behind the velvet rope into RSVP with Jill Monroe welcome Lauren LaRosa to the show
1: thank you thank you guys for having me thank you
0: so much it's amazing so I want to talk a little bit about like We've watched black personalities on TMZ from Nina Parker and Raquel and Van. We've watched you. Yes. So it is a spot that is, you know, a very small few are allowed in. What was that experience like for you as a media person? Because you were there for quite a long time. I watched a Breakfast Club interview well, your week hosting actually, so shout out to that. She, I'm back
1: on Friday. You by are the way, back, this, I'm back Friday. this Friday. That's yes.
0: right. Back on the Breakfast Club. Y'all, you know, make sure. I know you're gonna do it anyway after this interview, but make sure you spam the Breakfast Club and let them not spam, that's a bad No, word. no, no,
1: spam. 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 Run it up. Run it up. Spam and let run them it up, know that you want to. Bother them. Tag Lauren LaRosa, hashtag Brown Girl Grinding. Whatever you gotta do, do
0: it. Do it because she, You know, you deserve a permanent chair. You held it down with Charlamagne and Envy, and we're going to get into that. But first, I want to talk about your your journey and that time at TMZ because it's an interesting place to be, and people have, you know, different feelings about it. So what was your experience like?
1: Well, I want to start off by saying you, you said um, that few are allowed to be in when it comes to the space of, like, being a black talent at TMZ. I wouldn't necessarily say allowed. I would say that when you're in mainstream media spaces like that, they do what they know to do and what, what people allow them to do. So, you know, from, you know, me coming in under Van and Raquel and them making sure that, like, people people in the room knew my name, um, my opinion was valued, I was able to do a bunch of different things, that set the tone there. And then moving forward with me being there, we have the TMZ Black Caucus, which is about 15 to 30 black people who you don't see every day, but they're in tech they're in production there you know what I mean and now you're starting to see them on the show because I'm not there anymore right but a lot of that was even when I was there I like a lot of it was like yo y'all know I'm not the only black person here right like it's okay to have me on the topics I don't have to there's no competition I know my personality in the room so I know that like the space that I'm taking up nobody's coming in this space and if they come baby get out my way right I mean but at the same time there's more than just me here so I wouldn't say aloud I would say that there's a thing that happens when you get to certain in rooms in mainstream media where they feel like if we have one or two, we're good. She can speak for everybody until that person is comfortable enough to say, no, I can't and I would do a lot of that like yo this is I can't hey we need this we need that like and they listen they they you know what I mean they leaned in so my time there was like it went through like different transitions like I came in as a tour guide when I was a tour guide which you know when you're a tour guide it doesn't matter if you're black you white you yellow you're a tour guide so it's like they don't really know you in the room you're not in the room all day long you're there you pitch on the show and then you leave and go do the tours um van was made it a point to make sure that they knew who I was but also my work spoke for itself too and I think that that's one thing that I want people to really understand is like it doesn't matter who you are what you look like what you have going on if you do good work people can't deny what you have going on so like I had I broke exclusives from the tour bus like I was the first person that Mariah talked to Mariah Carey talked to about her divorce from Nick cannon from I the know, tour that's bus. Right. I was the only person that Larry King spoke to about Donald Trump from the tour bus. So those news aspects made people in the newsroom be like, who is this girl? And like, You know what I mean? Because you don't, you get training on the tour bus, but you're trained on a script to give the tour. You don't get training on when you see these celebrities, how do you make news? How do you have the conversation? But these are things that like, you know, just were embedded in me. I had a show prior to TMZ on my YouTube channel, Lauren LaRosa TV, which is there, which is where a lot of the Bronco Grinding content is going to live and does live now where I was doing this before them. So I kind of knew like, you know, you always want to know what isn't out there like how can we get to the next point in the story um so from that people in the newsroom started to get to know my name and once I realized that I'm like hey I need to be in this newsroom like I really want to be on the news desk how can we you know figure that out so it was a challenge I was a, a production assistant When I felt like I shouldn't have been because I'd already done production assisting a lot of it in New York. Um, I went from that to been then being a production assistant on the news desk just to kind of like watch or whatever the case may be. But when I was a PA, again, I was very like, I know what I'm doing. So at least I I thought I knew what I was doing from that aspect. So like there were certain things I would notice like, okay, cool, we're covering the Roseanne show is over. What's going to happen with the couch? The couch is legendary in the Roseanne show. I went to the news director, who I didn't know was the news director at the time, and said, hey, can I find the couch? No one's talking about the couch. Everybody on Twitter wants to know where the couch is going. And he was like, I mean... If you can figure out where to reach out to, we'll reach out together. Just make a list. We made a list. I came back to him. We reached out. We found the Roseanne couch. I broke my first story as a production assistant. Wow. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, like I, I I understand where people are coming from because you only see me. Right. And that's not synonymous to TMZ. That's the industry, especially when you get to a certain point. So I always want to make that clear. So that's not a direct hit, but it is what it is at the end of the day, because you can only carry out practices that you believe are okay. So it is what it is, but at the same time, your work will always speak for itself. So I want people to always understand that. Like when you got to see me in that newsroom, it wasn't because, Oh my God, they needed a black girl. They had Raquel. Raquel is amazing. That's my big sister. She was, you know what I mean? Raquel is Raquel. You're not, that's her lane. I'm not coming in her lane. Cause right. I got to watch where she's, you know, swerving like Raquel does her thing. And when she was there, she was doing it. They didn't need another black girl, but my work spoke for itself. So I rose to where I was because of that. And then, you know, I just got to learn the ranks of things and, Van and Raquel left, and then Ahmaud Aubrey happened, George Floyd happened. And I think during that time, being home in the pandemic and really having to teach people in the world, but also, you know, the people I was working with internally, like what this meant, what was happening, which wasn't new to me. Like, I'm from the inner city, I'm from Wilmington, Delaware. So, like, all of this stuff, when you talk about police brutality and just different things that are happening, I always say I'm not a politician. I might not know all the right words, but I grew up in situations where. I can tell y'all how it really feels to be here. I can speak for people who like are there and are going through it actively. Might not know all the correct, you know what I mean? Like who you go to to fix it or whatever, but I was just very much real in that. And that's just kind of where I center myself is like, you know, I work off of like my personal experiences and it worked for me and I just continue to do that. And, seven seven and a half years later here I am resigned and like you know I, I feel like I did enough there where like I learned enough it was like a boot camp it was like a master class and now here I am bronco grinding and doing news kind of independently and just figuring some stuff out for myself
0: I love that so You mentioned how you spotted stories when you were a tour guide, a production assistant. What is different for you now that you are not in that sort of ecosystem as far as you getting stories and, you know, breaking for myself? Mm -hmm.
1: So I I would say the biggest difference is like at the end of the day, you're always challenged with people are like, oh, what platform are you calling from? And if it's one that they can't recognize off the top of their like, you know, like their their mind. They're like, oh, okay. But it, but then what I begin to realize is, is like if I'm teaching people how to talk about me in this new space, like, you know, brown girl grinding is a broadcast media production company we do creative marketing we focus on content and community but at the hem of it i always wanted to have a media brand i couldn't though because i was at the biggest media brand i can't i couldn't create an engine that competed with them so now when i'm talking to people and, and they're like oh well, where are you at now i'm like i'm at Bronco grinding and they're like what is that like the name alone people are like well what is that and like talent is like oh, okay so like what does that mean when you talk to people in a way where you're confident about what you have going on and you know, like I'm, I, I never announced like, Oh, I'm not at TMZ anymore. I'm going to be doing Brown Girl Grinding. I just went on the breakfast club. And then like the next week, not even the next week, honestly, prior to the breakfast club, I was live tweeting Carly Russell's, um, her the first press conference they did after she had made it home. And people were in my comments like, yo, like you weren't at work today because they didn't know everybody said you weren't at work today. Go live. We want to hear what you have to say about it because it had gotten to the point where there are certain things that people want to hear me talk about. You know what I mean? Those are sweet spots for me personally, but those are things that you would, you're used to hearing me on, on the show. So I was like, okay, cool. So I went on live. I remember this was probably, so this was like maybe Thursday, Friday. I think I had resigned Tuesday um, And I went on live That was the biggest live I've had in like Since the pandemic When everybody was sitting at home I think I had like Five to six hundred people in there Who were just looking to hear me Talk about Carly Russell And I was like Oh wow So like People aren't really Like the TMZ moniker is there The brand is big And it deserves to be Because of what they do But at the end of the day if you got it, you got it. And
0: they're looking for you and your perspective.
1: Yes, and and that's one of the things that I that I really like leaned in and, and will lean into with Brown Girl Grinding and everything that we have coming with our podcast is that the fact that like they have breaking news, they have everything, but they don't have me. They don't have my opinion. So because of that, like that's kind of where I'm leaning. So it hasn't been the most difficult process. It's not as easy being new, I will say that, but... It's like I'm new, but I'm not starting at zero. Like right. I have relationships. I have people that I've worked with for years via TMZ and even before that who I've worked with in a certain extent where they're like, well, where are you going? How can we help? What can we do? You know what I mean? Like I have people that I'm, I'm still waiting to call back because I know that there are certain things I need to have in place for when I call them because that's that's big boy conversation. And they're, and they're willing to help and they're willing to, to move it. But a lot of that is because when I was at TMZ, it wasn't just about – Okay, while I'm at TMZ, it was about this is my career outside of here, in here. Like one of the things I used to always say in the room is like I run into these people in real life. You know what I mean? So whatever I say, I'm a stand on. However I feel, I'm a stand on whatever we're covering, whether I might agree with y'all or I don't. People know me as the girl from TMZ. And when I'm outside of here, they're not running into you guys. They're running into me. So I have to learn to stand on it. And because of that, I've learned to do things in a way where like, you know, integrity and morals come in. And I think people appreciate that. So now, you know, when I'm placing the phone calls or people are reaching out to me, I still get calls every single day for exclusive news. A lot of that we've channeled toward our Instagram, Bronger grinding my Twitter accounts. People really like my personal accounts go crazy. Like, I shared videos from Beyonce's concert in Atlanta, the first date, we got like 5,000 shares. I've never seen shares that big. Like, And a lot of it is because again, people are just like, oh, okay, cool. We like her. Like, And they got to know me a bit during that week at the breakfast club differently than they did at TMZ because I'm not in a room competing with like eight people to have the mic. So it's been a journey, but at the same time, now I'm being Brown Girl Grinding. I think people are starting to remember the work that I did regardless of where they met me at and it's always been the same me," regardless of where I am, so that has that that literally has helped me so much. I
0: love that. so what is one thing that you will take away from your time at t m z that you will bring forward in your work wherever you go
1: um doing good work is like it's untouchable because like people can say what they want about t m z but you can't get around them. Like, you cannot, they are literally leading conversations. They are literally, like, you know, at the helm of everything. Artists who hate them still need, you know what I mean, need to use them for rollouts and, you know, releases or whatever. And it's because the vehicle that they've built, the good work that they've done as far as, like, the business perspective of TMZ, regardless about how you feel about them as people, it, you literally, they've, they've built an engine in a weld oiled machine that does not stop. Right. So for me watching, you know, Harvey get up every single day, Harvey is very successful. He don't got to come into work every day. That man is at work from three to like, I would say like, I'm I'm probably checking out like six, seven. You know what I mean? And he's still you need to call him. You can and taking meetings and finding other ways to develop the business, watching him work. I literally learned like, bro, at the end of the day. You can have all the talent in the world, but if you're not doing good work, executing, Sean, timeliness is a big thing in news. I'm waking up right now, like, without no no need to, just on a I believe in my platform. I'm up at, like, 530 in the morning because I've learned the news cycle really works from 530, even before that. Yep. But really 530 to, you know, 8 this time after that. You're kind of done. Everything is just a little bit more like everything is regurgitating from the morning. So if brown girl grinding isn't in the morning uploads on your Instagram feeds, your Twitter feeds, we out the game. Fact. You know what I mean? That's one of the things that I really learned is like the work ethic. Like I've always had a work ethic, but I think it's like you you can't just you can't just get around me. Like there's no way that like you're coming into a room that I'm in and you don't know I'm there. You online and you you know what I mean? Like we're we're gonna be that next, you can't get around this because that's the, the the college that I've been brought up in.
0: I love that. I love hearing that. I especially love that um, you know that you can build that without whatever he had. You know what I'm saying? Just that essence of hard work and grinding. So you mentioned relationships. Did you find it hard? Because I know I started, I had a website and I know there was a period of time where some people felt unsure or uncomfortable just because you know it's my job to report the news sometimes so did you ever run into situations or have you ever come across those things where you have to deal with people being unsure not so much you know maybe Girl, the they pe- don't trust you or maybe the they people do. will
1: hang up on you <laughs> like I've had calls hung up I've been through all of it like you have to think about it right like we're first but and in, in to be first and be factual is a business of its own it's different being first being first and Factual is like you the best of the best. Right. But to get there, there's so many cross checks. So, you know, for instance, if even me today on my own platform, if I'm breaking a story, there are certain measures that I'm going to go through because of how I've been trained. That means I may call family. I may call personal friends, former business owners, whatever. You know what I mean? But a lot of times when you're a journalist, especially an investigative journalist, you get so lost in the investigation, you forget the person part of it. And that was one of the things that always conflicted me about just this job in general before and after TMZ. But what I learned is it's kind of a part of the business, but also to now I'm in a space where I can pick and choose what I want to do. Right. So like, if I don't want to call you in, you know, you're a mom and your 25 year old famous son just overdosed and I'm calling you to say hey is this really true knowing that as a mom like I know as a person probably what you're going through or I can imagine right because I don't know I don't kid but like I put all that to the side to be a journalist and call you to confirm a story because this is my job me now with brown girl grinding I can pick and choose and say hey look if I don't get this from the rep do I really want to call the parents?" Right. You know what I mean? Like, but that's the opportunity that I've been granted myself by stepping out and saying, hey, I'm going to do this on my own. But when I wasn't doing this on my own, there were certain phone calls and cold calls that you just have to make because it's a part of your job. So I've had everything from people hang up on me to people cuss me out to people, you know, in person be like, hey, because you called me and blah, 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 blah. And like, I'm always here for the conversation. I'm not backing away from nothing because, any again, anything I do, I'm going to stand on. If not, there's been times where I've been like, I'm not making that call. I got to see them people in real life. Y'all make that call
0: completely agree with that. So what were the conversations like? Or what are the decision makers sometimes that you choose when you're like, you know what, I got to step away, you don't have to give specifics. But just in general, what are situations that you decided that, you know, I'm going to let business be business?
1: I mean, you're in the business of not stepping away, right? So business being business doesn't really matter. But I think for me, it's, it's, it's personal safety. Sometimes, um, there have been, you know, stories that like, I felt like, they, you know, Hollywood lives in a bubble in California, but L.A. is a whole different world. Man. Right. So there have been stories where I'm like, bro, I'm not making a call to this person because in L.A., where is that going to get me? Like when I run into this person in real life and then, you know what I mean? Like you guys are y'all live in a whole different world. Y'all are beach side houses and you know what I mean? Like I'm really outside. So it's a little bit different for me. And we also like one of the things that I think is like really big that I'm realizing is like us as personalities there, we weren't treated as like talent per se. We're journalists. Right. But in 2023, if you're a journalist and you work at a brand, you become a talent, a talent for sure. But there's no protection like there We don't get security budgets. We don't get none of that. So when you see me out, you got a problem with me. You can, well, I mean, I'm with my friends and like, you know what I mean? So you, it's on you if it's you want to come you, up to me. But, but you can do that, right. though, you know what I'm saying? So security was always a big thing for me. Like, I always wanted to make sure that that was a thing. But sometimes another big thing too would just be like, is this worth the, like, the downfall that it might create, right? Like, so this story might go up and you you might say, hey, I got a story for the day or for the weekend or whatever. But like, is it worth the friendship, is it worth their relationship? Is there another way to go about this where if it's not worth it, it the story is still going to happen. Your people still going to know that it's going down, but like you don't have to be in the center of it. So what I started to do was if there were ever situations like that, I would go to other producers and say, hey, look, I have a really like personal relationship. Like this is like family to me. I'm not calling this person. You're welcome to call. I would rather you do it. You know what I mean? Like, and, and eventually, you know, we've been working together for so long. They started to understand it, but it's a tough call and I think when you're new in a room like that or any newsroom you're not comfortable to say stuff like that
0: at all when we come forward we'll have more with Lauren LaRosa you are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580 News and Sports is up next (laughs) come on turning it up for us tonight (laughs) getting us lit You know, I don't move my fingers on songs like this because I don't want the smoke. I'm not involved. Anyway, (laughs) it's RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. You are locked in. We have our special guest, Lauren LaRosa, media personality, Brown Girl Grinding. We are also joined by Trent Jackson, Trent the Artist, your keep it real friend. And we're going to get into a couple of these trending topics right now. You know kiki palmer and usher usher dropped his new single boyfriend that features kiki palmer i will say the concept for the video amazing super cute usher is so relevant so talented that he can recreate recreate let me slow down recreate his own video what is it 20 almost years later from the confessions album he recreated You Don't Have to Call on that, you know. You guys go check it out online if you already haven't. But there was a lot of subs jumping off in this video. Let's talk about, okay, You Don't Have to Call. Just that video in general. That seems like a sub, right?
1: Oh, hell yeah.
0: Right? Okay, Um. at the end of the video, when Kiki's waking up, now we know she says, I'm a mother, and winks. We know that was the t-shirt, the line. But playing is Usher's song, Good Good. And that song, it's one of his newer singles, is about two people that break up, but they still cool. Like, we homies, we just didn't work together. I feel like there's messages all over. Some people feel like Kiki is being a little petty in this and Usher's just riding the wave. And that if a guy had done this, another a male artist had done this to his ex-female, kind of like would, you know... The only one I can think of off top really quickly is Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears. He but it, you know it wouldn't be cool. So what are your thoughts on Kiki taking advantage of the situation?
1: I'm here for it. Run it up, sis. Run it Run up. Run it up.
2: Trent, what do you have to say? You know we talked about this a couple of times. We did. Um, it's fun to watch. And a, a Virgo being a Virgo, that's what we, that's what we'll chalk it up to. Listen, I love the Petty performance. Boots. Are you a Virgo? I'm not. Oh, okay, that's my exact say. opposite. What are you? What's your sign? A Pisces.
1: Oh Lord, I keep running into Pisces men. Y'all are
2: hell yeah. too. What sign are you? I'm
1: a Sagittarius. Oh, oh, oh the <laughs> devil, the Satan. Baby, you listen. Know what? At, least, you we were talking... At yeah. least we're honest we, and upfront about ours. At least we're honest and upfront about ours. No, no,
2: we we were talking as you were talking. I was like, you remind me of my good friend Candice Renee. Shout out to Candice Renee. She's an actress. You on like Pri- her?
1: So she your real friend?
2: She, we've been friends since high school. Okay, so like I, I you roll like with me. her, but every other Sagittarius is Satan. No, listen.
0: no. Satan. So wait, 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 wait! You hear Kamal back there? He said Sagittarius are queen gaslighters and Satan. He's we get agreeing. the people
1: going. We're not say. Oh, who hurt you, baby? You. Are- <laughs> you
2: it's 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 a Come fact. On, it,
1: it's a, it's... A, this is a safe space. You had a little kiki in your life.
2: Are you November? No, nah, i ain't never November. Dated Sagittarius, November twenty second. that's know. why
1: he's saying that because he ain't never been with one. No, nah, but not y'all you just understand. as
2: friends, y'all can be real chaotic and real lots yeah. of chaos.
1: I think as you get older, I just said earlier, chaos costs money. As you get older, when you get older, as a Sagittarius, and I'm on a cuss, so I'm Scorpio Sag cuss, so I'm like very like all over the place. When you get older, you realize those certain things. Like you know what you're doing. Like Kiki Palmer knows what she's doing. You know 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 what I mean? Like this is a very calculated, strategic decision. A Virgo, every part of it, right? And it's the same thing with Sagittarius. Whoever you know what you're doing. So we're not. If anybody at this age in y'all life is hell to y'all, I want y'all to know. I'm gonna look at all the cameras directly. Please do. They doing it on purpose. Talk and to they the know people. what they're doing. Yes. It's up to you if you stick around. But y'all love it here. So like it's like it's one of them things that, it's kinda like a death row contract. Can I say that here? I think absolutely I don't have no fingers. So <laughs> I'm am I good? Like, no, you oh, are okay. great. All right, all right. Great. all right, all right, all right. I'm straight.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking with that. Um, so listen First of all, I, you know, as a Sagittarius moon, go one layer deeper. I have an appreciation for Sagittarius, so, well, you know, you, but they're we, interesting.
2: You and I, we've talked about this before. Because yeah. Yeah, I would have done there. this
1: video. Like, I would have done the video. Yeah. I, everything that she's The t-shirt, I was like, this is genius. But I but I think
2: anybody in that position would do it, Um, considering Absolutely. everything that happened publicly. Like, why would you not get back? You
0: I think it's to. fun. But, but let me say this on the flip side. I am someone that didn't really take issue with Justin Timberlake doing it. To Brittany, I like a little
1: bit of the rah Just a little bit. I think, you know, a little it's bit. It's different when it comes to a guy versus a girl because... Of course it is. Yeah, because men have that upper hand where it's like... Certain things are always going to come off as misogynistic, absolutely, egotistical, whatever. That's why I love Kiki doing this because it's like it's her being like, we don't normally get this upper hand, right? Like normally we have we're bashed for like be, being independent, independent women who aren't submissive, who won't do this, who don't want, want to wear that or whatever. She's running it up with the fact that like, okay, whatever, like, and I'm still going to be okay. But let me ask you this: because is
0: she able to? I mean, she could have run this up regardless of who she was with, but is it having more sting because? He's not in a place to strike back. He's in a place where a lot of women have found oh, themselves course. the lesser in the relationship. You know? Yeah.
2: I think it's really more much sting because we like her as a person. And when you have the, that too. the public on your side and you're likable, we we protect we protect those people that Baby, we like. Baby, he picked the wrong girl. Yeah. He really he did. And, yeah. and
1: the crazy thing is, is that I feel like there should have been a conversation on both ends, right? Like, absolutely. he should have had a conversation with her when he felt like, yo, that was a little bit too much. Not even the outfit. First of all, the the communication wasn't there in the beginning. And I've been saying this from the beginning because if you my man and I'm getting dressed and I'm feeling good and I'm going to go see Usher, I'm sending you pictures. You know what I'm wearing before I get on stage with Usher. So that to me was a little bit off. Like you're commenting on my outfit because I'm on stage with Usher as if you've never seen the outfit. outfit. So if he didn't see the outfit, there was already some signs there that like something wasn't Something's not you know clicking. I mean? Something's not right. But even if he had seen the outfit, the fact that you it made him look. Like so intimidated, and then you're already playing this position of Kiki Palmer's boyfriend, Kiki Palmer's child's father, right? You're not a person of your own, so you kind of like leaned into that. When she does everything she can to big up you, like talks about how amazing of a father you are, and like how great your relationship is, even on their show. You know what I mean? Like she's talked about like, "Yo, to hold it. Down. I don't care who come to me about you. I don't know nothing." Like. I, I don't see nothing. We're not we gonna talk about this at home. They should have talked about this outside of Twitter. He shouldn't have tweeted it. Right. At the same time though, I can understand him feeling like, yo, bro, like you know the position I'm in. Like, I'm Kiki Palmer's boyfriend. That's it.
0: Well, you know, he gave an exclusive to people. Which was corny. Right. And it basically he's saying that they are Working on being co-parents, and so I'm assuming that they're not together at least for now. You know, we could all come back in three months, and they're posted up together. Like Uh -uh. what? What you thought? If he get
1: back with her after this, I don't respect him.
0: I mean, you never stranger things have happened. We don't know what his (laughs) position. You know, he said he's going to focus on his acting career, darling. During a strike, though, you're gonna focus right now. I hope maybe I'm just gonna assume maybe you know. You're getting into your craft, cause what
1: are you focusing on during the strike? He has a lot of hurt to build from, so he gonna figure it out. He there really it is does right there.
0: deep down
2: mm-hmm. inside. Yep.
1: We'll see him what on a no, no all-black
0: feature? Not,
2: hurt. not even. We won't see him at all. Uh,
1: maybe, maybe, right? We might see him somewhere, but like, will we recognize him?
2: No, cause we're Probably not looking for him. Not. We're not checking for him. This is so
1: mean. I mean, <laughs> it
0: it really is. You know, I mean, believe in your dream. Work hard and you too can maybe have a career like your brother
1: that's crazy that you are talking to kiki palmer's child father like he's like a 6 year old at like a panel discussion i mean but he, see the but thing he is did he it to he invi- and that's just he, what i was about wa- to say he walked right into it when he he started tweeting. He invited us all yeah. into
0: something that we all could have bypassed somebody We weren't somebody else's commentary but he invited that's us that's why i'm all not in. as
1: mad about her doing all this stuff because it's like the minute that you We're let us either. in and We're she glad. she Look, you, you pass it a baton and she ran it up. I'm not mad about it. Kept
0: running it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got merch. Oh, I got a, I don't care. Oh, me and Usher about to do th- I'm telling you, that that's like a big joker in spades. She hit him with it. When we come forward, we're going to have more with Lauren LaRosa. Of course, we're going to talk a little bit about an NFL player that was granted a restraining order against a one-night stand. I think that's pretty interesting. All that and more, you are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. Hey, it's Jill Monroe. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. I, of course, am not alone. I am joined by our guest, media personality Lauren LaRosa, and our weekly contributor, Trent Jackson, Trent the artist course we were talking a little bit about kiki palmer and her and usher and you know capitalizing on the moment we all know that social currency is capital in this era in this generation so i mean do what you do so lauren i want to ask you now that you have established your own media company will you have you had it before, but now you're able to expand out and sort of, you know, go after areas that you weren't, you couldn't before mm-hmm. because of your employment circumstance. What is something that you hang your hat on that for you is like, this is what brown girl grinding really stands for?
1: I think it's just kind of being a place of like, well, first of all, let me ask you guys right now. When you think about the, the spectrum of entertainment, right? And breaking news exclusive news what black women are you listening to right now me, <laughs> no, um, of I, know, I know, I know, I know, I you know, I know. Outside of yourself, um, I mean, realistically, I mean, that's I mean, a like great... leading conversation. No, like, that's what I'm saying. We, we have a, a lot of convers- amazing women, right? Like we have Tamara Hall, right. Sherry Shepard. There's a lot of Angela Yee. Like, there's a lot of Angie Martinez. So many people, but who right now, of the times right now, is are leading you going the culture?
2: To? Who's Wendy? You just stumped me.
0: Who's Wendy? Right, that's true. There's no. So there's a whole when Wendy started going through what she went through, because you know, two or three years ago, that's who you would say. Yeah, that's who we
1: had for about 11 to 13 years. Right. Right. Wow. There hasn't been another person since then. So I hang wow. my hat on. Look, what she that's my there. space. And that's it. And you can't Absolutely. get around me. No one like it doesn't matter. I say this with confidence, being trained in the areas that I've been training and coming from the background that I've come from. There's no one that can do that space the way that I'm going to do it. So I hang my hat on the fact that we will be the biggest in that space we're already building toward that you know what I mean like the audience is there we're engaging it's a slow start but slow motion is better than no motion and I want to make sure I do it right because I know like there's a lot of legality. so like I've learned and watched it on like the biggest platform you know what I mean so there's a lot of things that you know like once you decide to step in the the ring you got to be ready for like the hits that come back so you know just getting on the business side a lot of things ready but like I asked you guys that question because when I hang my hat my hat is going to be that like we will be that I am going to be that I'm that already it's just now you're watching me do it in a space that is independently owned and supported by other platforms like a breakfast club or you know eventually when other people start picking up our media you know whether it be you here or you know page six or shade room or whoever it will be will be supported by all these people who will also know it as well too but I don't think that there's too many platforms you can go to internally and ask about me that and people won't already tell you I, I'm that and I've been that already. It's just now people are getting to know me outside of the TMZ brand.
0: One hundred percent. I love that, and I love to hear you say that. So speaking of, will you be able to maintain? Should you lock down the Breakfast Club situation? Will you be able to maintain Brown Girl Grinding as a separate en- entity? Is that already locked in to make sure that when
1: when I get the Breakfast Club, when Brown Girl Grinding is going to go to another level because the way that they support like. They understand where things are today, right? Like, supporting your talent, what they have going on, it back channels to everything that you're doing in that studio every single day, right? Like, you watch Charlamagne have TV shows and, you know, podcast networks that are extremely successful. And in mental health Conversations, you watch Envy do car shows and podcasts with his wife and just a bunch of different things. Angela Yee, when she was there, still had her podcast as well that she shot. Lip Service, like... They support it. When lip service, uh, when Angela Yee was there and when lip service, uh, when their interviews will go viral, it'll be a part of the rumor report. You know what I mean? Like there when things are happening in Charlemagne or Envy's life outside of the Breakfast Club, it's a part of rumor. They bring it in. And I think being in a, a situation where that is the case, we have no choice but to be, you know what I mean, that center of it. I do think that there will have to be certain things that I will have to be okay with being exclusive to them on. But I also think that from what I've experienced anyway, they will be completely OK with me building bigger in that space. Because, again, like I said to you guys, like you can't even name a person, honestly. Nice. Right. So if I'm that person and I'm there and you know that it exclusively and then there's only one other place you can find me, you're going to go to those two places to look for me. So it's just building the traffic and bringing the traffic there.
0: One hundred percent. When we come forward, we'll have more with Lauren LaRosa. No. Okay, we're locked in. Well, no, then we're going to write a little bit more. Let me tell you that we have some comments in the chat. Terry, Terry says he would never put a restraining order on you, Lauren. So, oh baby, shout out to him.
1: <laughs> Thank you for saying that, Terry. Maybe you send me your number because um, the way I be blocked. Listen, listen,
0: listen. Clearly, the people love it. Like,
1: I, I might need to, I might need to. Terry, Terry, you seem
0: like you're a writer. you down for anything. Hit me up. Because, listen, here's the thing about the block stuff. I feel like some of that is just for show. Because, you know, through their friends or through their, you know, burner account, they're going to be checking it out and seeing what's up because they always
1: know. Because we're Sagittarius. Y'all love it here. Come on. All right?
0: <laughs> come on.
1: You are? Right? You, right? you good?
0: Look, you come good? on. Look, look, look. Kamal's all in <laughs> trance. You're a Capricorn. Uh-oh. Oh my God! We'll talk about gosh. that later. <laughs> right? <laughs> listen, listen, listen. So, I want to ask you. Right? You set out your goals, your ambitions. Right? Mm-hmm. Did you think? I know you believed in yourself always. You have that confidence; it's exuding from you. But did you think, when you touched down in L.A. however many years ago, that you would be where you are now, as far as a national? figure on these different shows and like raising your planning your flag and raising it up at this level.
1: No, like I knew cause I've always done pretty big things. Like even before I got to LA, my internships, my jobs, like from a young age, I've always been like very notable brands and you know, like I've, I've always just been not just anybody, but at the same time coming to LA was like a different, it was, it was so different. Like you talk about like, like small fish, big pond. This was like swimming with the sharks, literally, and like having to learn to swim, then having to learn how to fight the sharks, then having to learn how to feed the sharks to keep them around for when you need them. It was just like a Man. whole different mm. ball game. You said right? a word right there. Man, yeah, like it was. It's, it's it's been a whole different ball game. So I, I necessarily, it's not that I didn't think that I would get here because I've never ever placed limits on myself ever, but. It wasn't, like, I just wanted to be able to pay my rent in L.A. Like, that was my biggest goal was, like, how can I live by myself, afford to pay my rent, and live, my like, my life, and, like, buy the clothes I like to buy, and just get myself out there to the world. Like, I got into the talk space because I was modeling. And during that time when I was modeling, like, you know, a girl with personality, full lips, big boobs, you're not making it to couture runways. And I wanted to do couture. That was my okay. thing. So. I remember Rihanna covered um, a magazine with Iman and Naomi Campbell. I think it was W Magazine. I was in college. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, bet. I'm going to just go become famous. And once I become famous, I, I can get on any want. magazine That's I right. want to get on. Cool. I'm going to just move to L.A. and figure it out. So, like, I knew coming here, like, I you know, I was going to do some things. But I didn't know it was going to happen the way it happened. Like, literally, TMZ was my first real media job here. I only had one other job in LA prior to that, and then I got at TMZ, and it, and it just kind of, you know, so the way and the trajectory that it happened, I didn't really necessarily expect that, but I never placed limits on myself, so it's not that I didn't expect for me to get to this point, but I think the, the it just all happened so fast, even now, things are just happening so fast, and I'm like, wait, okay, hold on, cool, okay, great, boom, you said you wanted to do this, this is happening, you said you you planned on this, you talked about this, this is happening. So, I don't know if that answers your question. So, it's like a yes and no thing. Like, I didn't necessarily know, but, like, I did. Like, I always prepared for it, but I just didn't know.
0: Okay. Well, you have to let everyone know where they can find you, right? Okay. So, um, no, you're still here rocking if you okay. want to be rocking, but I just no, in I general in the middle, we want to make sure that because you said a lot, right? They want to tap in right now.
1: Yes. So please tap in with me right now. If you're on Twitter, I'm Lauren LaRosa on Twitter, L-O-R-E-N-L-O-R-O-S-A. I'm Lauren LaRosa on Instagram. You can also find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever you are at, come and find me. Talk about this interview. Let me know what you liked, what you didn't like. If you don't like don't come to my DM unless <laughs> You at me, um no, but like spam you know, spam
0: the Breakfast Club. Please
1: spam the Breakfast Club. They started calling me LL Cool Bay when I was there, so you can hit them in the the DM, the messages, add them from your Insta store your Twitter, Lauren La Rosa for Breakfast Club, LL Cool Bay for Breakfast Club, hashtag Brown Grinding. They gonna know what y'all talking about because we there. I appreciate everything.
0: So okay, and make sure that you guys are tapped in on Friday when she comes back on. Yes, so. I mentioned when we come forward, we're going to get into the Jamar Chase story, because we love a good one-night stand that involves restraining orders <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, complicated situations. Uh-uh, quite too much. You know, things that involve social media and blasting, including the mom. We talked a little bit about this last night, but there's some more details that have been added on. And of course, you know, the internet's detectives have gone to work. So there's more to add to the story. Also, we're going to talk a little bit about academics and his comments about SZA. They were so egregious, out of line, that Drake had to step in. And it actually caused academics to have a bit of a change of heart. So we're going to discuss his change of heart and his commentary about SZA and sort of his approach to media and what we think of it. All of that and more. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. I see you, Kamal, staying on theme, flowing with the conversation that we are having tonight. Started from the bottom, now we here, right? Shout out to Lauren LaRosa, brown girl grinding. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580. We are in the second hour. Let me remind you, the YouTube chat is always going up. It's always lit in there. Make sure you check that out. You can download the app, KBLA, get All of the hosts, all of the shows live there when you want it on demand. And if you have comments about this conversation or you just want to say hi, hit us up, 800-920-1580. Those are the numbers for the power line. I am joined by Trent Jackson, our Keep It Real friend. You know, it is Wednesday. And Lauren LaRosa. Hey. So I mentioned that um, there is an, oh, my God. I Y'all take callers, too? We do. We're on live radio right now. Yeah. So it's all popping. It's always. Um, So you have a question. This is from the YouTube chat. And I'm sorry because it turned over. I missed your name. Trent is going to get it for me, though. He's looking like maybe. Um, but he said, Lauren, you are very confident, but you also seem to stay ready for your opportunities. How do you also stay open for new possibilities that you may not be familiar with and need to grow to explore?
2: Breaking ground is the person.
0: Breaking ground. Yes. Um, Shout out to breaking ground for the question.
1: I think that, that was, that's just a, that's me. I've been in this space for a little bit of time. You, The world is just now watching me do it. So I have, like, really good people around me who will remind me, like, don't close yourself off. You never know. You know what I mean? Like, I have a really good support system, Tanisha Cameron, who's my manager. um, Just good friends, too, who are, like, uh, you know, that's different for you, but I think you should explore. But also, too, being at TMZ and being in just so many different spaces, I've had to learn a lot about, like, it might not be what you want it to be, but you got to make it what it needs to be. So... Yeah, and you just never know like I, I've also worked a lot of different jobs like I've been in marketing corporate i've been a flight attendant i now right now work in sales for a tequila brand where i'm meeting all different type of people shout out to lobos day. Lobo 1707 i'm meeting at, so many different people i probably met about like 50 people before i came in here today right and you never know what any person is going to bring forth to you to get your job done to introduce you to that next person like i've just in the the space that i've been in for a very long time i can't close myself off I've wanted to multiple times, very early in the game on things. But again, I think it's just a lot of good people around me that are like, "Mm, I think you should relax. You're a little overzealous. You know, your fire sign, just chill a little bit. So I've I've just learned from those experiences of like when I did relax, how well things just fell in my lap to not close myself off because you just never know what things are going to bring you. So
0: what do you feel like the most important lesson you could share with somebody who is right now looking at you like, I want to do exactly what she's doing. I want to be her. Because you know that they're there. They're looking at you. They're looking at the path you're taking. They're looking at the things that you're doing. And you are laying a blueprint for them. So what type of advice would you give to them?
1: I always tell people, get started now. Like, don't wait until you move to L.A. to move to New York um don't wait until you have the best camera to upload on youtube the you know the best clothes the because if you go back through my youtube channel and i've been i've been vlogging since the day i moved to la in 2016 but i've been recording on my youtube channel even before that it was me and my homegirl popping up with two iphones mine is on the audio hers is on the video and i was editing it from i still have the same macbook today like i always tell people just don't wait to get started because if I did if I waited to get started literally when I got to TMZ I wouldn't have had a real to submit that reel is what got me the job right but also too my know-how me knowing how to talk to you know these different people like you it's, a, it's really a thing of like you got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And that's that's always what I'm on. like. And now it's on a different scale. So I'm like, I'm trying to figure out team. I'm trying to figure out just so much different stuff and everything is so new. But like my whole mantra, every single day I get up and be like, well, look, if you do it now, when this person calls you, you don't have to get ready. It's already there. It's the already know-how is already there. I've been editing my own reels since I started. So like if... You know, CNN or whoever calls me. tomorrow i say, hey, we need a reel where you're only talking about politics. I don't got to wait on an editor. You got that. I'm getting my videos and I'm editing it and I'm sending it to my friends, my manager. The, hey, what do you think about this? What do you, you know what I mean? Like, you have to start now because at the crust of everything, people want... I don't care if you're working corporate, if you're independent, with a deal from a Spotify or wherever. Everybody wants a self-starter. Everybody wants somebody That's that facts, can hit the ground running. Man. And in today's time, we're like, I got friends that are losing jobs every single day, like every single day in media people are losing jobs from complex to snapchat to whatever these big corporations that are a lot of people's dream jobs they're cutting teams the more you can do on your own the more of an asset you are so like when i'm walking in the room i'm not just talent like i'm talent and i think i'm pretty damn good at being talent but at the same time i'm a producer editor i'm an editor researcher I can look at the I can literally look right now on my timeline and tell you what's going to be big news for tomorrow. And I've all oh, I've been that's been me before TMZ that just fine tuned it. And I learned a lot because, again, stay ready so you don't got to get ready. Right. So start now. Start where you are. Use the people around you. Look around and see what you can do Um, at every level you get to is going to be that right now. I've been saying like I'm the new kid in school all over again, but it's a lot of me looking around and being like, who can I call to ask this question to? I need this interview. I'm trying to drop this podcast, not trying to, I'm going to drop this podcast, but I want certain things in play before I do it. Who can I call to figure out those certain things that need to be in play? What media friends do I have? So that when I'm dropping, I now I have a media list and I'm pitching to these are all personal relationships, right? Right. But it's me looking around left and right. But those are all relationships I built because I didn't wait for anybody to be like, oh, you work at TMZ. TMZ was half my battle. It was a large part of my journey, but that was half the battle. So I would say start now and always stay ready so you don't have to get ready.
0: I know that's right. When we come forward, we'll have more with Lauren LaRosa. We'll get into the Jamar Chase story. You are locked into RSVP with Jill Monroe here on KBLA Talk 1580.